You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week I bring together some of my people to dive into the topic of the week for this live show. And it will match on Thursday. It magically becomes an episode of the Deb Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you're watching us live or the replay or listening to us, we are glad you're here choosing yourself and your goals. And in today's topic, choosing to learn more about courage. And boy, do I have an awesome panel today. Uh, we have two FOAs, friends of Annie, <laughs> Allison Arnoff from Dare to Be Coaching and Iris Goldfeder from Gastove Creative and Rusty Gaylord, who comes to us from our friend Anastasia. So I'm uh, really excited to dive deep. And when Rusty was on a couple months ago, we went on a courage tangent. So of course, we have to do an episode on courage just because that is how we roll on Gold Chat Live, aka The Dev Show. So before we jump into the topic, I would love for you all to take a minute to introduce yourself and why you are so excited to dive into the topic today. So Allison, let's start with you. Who are you? Why are you? Well, I know, but other people do too. And why is this topic so meaningful to you? Well, um, my name is Allison Arnoff. I'm an executive coach. I'm a 30-year tech industry veteran that decided to be the resource I wish I had on my journey. Uh, uh, felt alone a lot, You know, probably got in my own way a lot. And so now I'm committed to being the resource that I wish I had. Um, you know, if you look at the name of my company, Dare to Be Encouraged, they kind of go hand in hand. It was a different name and we're literally driving down the LA freeway and I saw a Dare to Be billboard with friends in the car. And I said, I think that's my, um, I think that's my name. And they're like, yeah, that's you. So I've, I've always known to have a different fear boundary than other people. Uh, but, you know, so Annie nominated me because of my shark diving habit. But to me, that's not courage. And we'll talk about that. To me, you know, my exemplification of courage was I'm a near-death survivor from a few years ago, and I had to take my life back in and out of the hospital for months. And, you know, courage was really finding the, the will to uh, take my life back. And courage is also watching my clients willing to look at the things that make them uncomfortable or scared and, and, and still look at them and do the work to get past them. So this topic to me is just part of my life. And to be able to help inspire others to find that inner courage would be fantastic. Well, I am glad that you're here. And I'm very excited to, to dive deeper into this, again, very important topic. Rusty, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Deb. Very happy to be here. So I'm Rusty Gaylord. I'm an executive coach. Um, I also... I'm in the tech industry, most recently 14 years ago, uh, and left Apple about four years ago to become a coach. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I just get fired up about courage because I really believe it's one of the most important leadership traits. Because if you don't need courage, if you always do the same thing. But the reality is, if you're growing in your career and you're progressing in your career, you're going to have new responsibilities. You're going to be asked to do things that you've never done before, which means there's some risk involved. And that's where courage comes in. Anytime there's risk, there's courage. And so 
uh, I'm just excited to have a deeper conversation about it because I really believe it's fundamental to your leadership growth, to your business growth, to your career growth, to your personal growth, you know, to your happiness in your life, your willingness to tackle the things that are a little bit outside your comfort zone because that's where growth is and that's where fulfillment comes from. So super happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Deb. And when you have goals, it's because you want your life to be better, different, you know, to get out there. And sometimes you need a little bit more fire to get you going than others, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it, sometimes you need a little fire to set the goal in the first place. Uh, you know, it's it's very easy to set the goals inside of your circle of what you think you can accomplish, as opposed to stretching and setting a goal outside of your circle of what you think you can accomplish. Like, oh, my goodness, could I be that person who could accomplish that goal? That takes courage even to consider that as a possibility and then to decide that you're going to go for it. That takes a lot of courage. Well, you know, I am all about embracing change whether it's by choice or by circumstance. And it really starts with having that vision for the future you want and setting the goals to get there and courage being the fire that gets you started or keeps you going. So, ooh, it's it's a great conversation already. Yay, I love it when that happens. Iris, welcome. Thank Appreci you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, Iris Goldfeder, guest of Creative. We are all-in-one marketing solutions. Um, we're who you come to when you don't want to deal with 20 different people to get your marketing done. Um, and for me, courage, uh, courage it's a few things. Um, I also um, almost died in 2021, didn't realize it until 2022. Um, well, I got, I got sick from COVID and, you know, my doctor, um, it, tell you what it is, is like a thing, but, um, I didn't realize I was waiting a whole year to see if I would live or not. And in 2022, when he told me, you know, everything was stable and I was okay, I didn't realize I was holding my breath all year. Um, so that was when I started my podcast and I was like, you know, I'm going all into this thing. Um, but courage is like a few things to me. It's, it's that it's dealing with scaling. It's, you know, just being in business in general takes courage. I mean, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. You don't stay the same. Um, I think, I think fundamentally we stay the same, but I think we go through a lot of different ebbs and flows and changes. Um, and sometimes they can be really scary and you want to stop. And it takes courage to push through. Um, and it's, and it's, it's a big deal. Like you don't, you don't realize it until you're like, whoa, I, I just pushed through that. Oh, now I'm going to push through this next thing. And you just like, keep going. Mm -hmm. It's true. Sometimes you don't realize you were courageous until after the fact, right? When you yeah. sit down you take a breath and you're like, wait, how'd I get here? Well, I got <laughs> here. Let's keep going. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't, you know, like I wasn't in corporate and I decided to leave. I actually lost my job and it was like, do I sit home and collect unemployment or do I do something? So I looked at where I thought there was a hole and I started my own business. So well, 10 years later, something. here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, and I feel like you all addressed it, but I'm going to ask it again to, you know, put underline and abstract it, but what is courage? Rusty, you want to Yeah, start I'll jump in with that because, you know, I think a lot of people misunderstand what courage is. People think courage is being fearless and it's that's actually the opposite. You can only be courageous if there is fear. Like fear has to be present in order to have courage. And so like courage is the ability to, and the willingness to move forward in the face of fear. Uh, and so that's really what it's about. And, you know, fear is sometimes a strong word, but, you know, soften a little bit and say the willingness to take action in the face of discomfort or stress or anxiety, because these are all very common things that we all experience on a day-to-day -day basis. But are you willing to go have the difficult conversation with the client or with your boss or with the uh, you know, with a supplier or, or, or your spouse? Uh, are you willing to actually say what it is that you really want as opposed to saying what you think you can have? Uh, are you willing to change your schedule to align with what it is that you really want? So this is really what courage is. It's about a willingness to move forward, even though it's uncomfortable. So, you know, to me, I'm so fired up about this because I came to this after leaving Apple after 14 years it would have been way more comfortable to stay there 
Uh, but you know, you got to put it in the big context of what's important to you in life right. and changing what I was doing, doing the kind of work I am now helping people to achieve, to understand what their goals are and then build a strategy to go out and achieve them. Uh, I just got fired up by that. And I said, what's more important to me, safety and predictability and a stable paycheck or going for what it is that I want. And, uh, it was going for what I wanted and it took courage because it was scary. It's, yes, I, I'm nodding for those listening to the podcast. I think we're all nodding here. Yeah. Uh, Allison, do you want well, to? Well, no. Yeah, Rusty and I have had similar paths. So I'm just going to add to it. So I think, you know, it's not, it's courage is, it's fear, it's doubt, it's exhaustion, it's stress, it's other people's voices, it's the internal voices in your head, yeah. all of those things that are saying, stop, stay where you are. And courage is saying the desire to go somewhere else is stronger than all those forces trying to keep me where I am. So right. that's what I look at courage is much, much bigger in the sense of there's so many different forces, but you're saying that this is, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm going to find something inside of me that I don't even know what it looks like yet, what it feels like yet, how I'm going to channel it, where it's going to come from. But I am, you know, and, and courage, you don't always have to know how you're going to do it yet. You're just going to know you're going to do it because where you are, the pain of where you are is too much and you don't want to be there anymore. And you are going to find something inside of you that says, I am going forward. Can I just add, love that. Can I just add one thing? It's either the pain of where you are or it's a desire for where you want to be. Because sometimes like we're all highly motivated by pain, right? When something's really uncomfortable, but we also are like human beings are so adaptable, right? Think about the person who moves somewhere and has a two hour commute each way. Right. I live in the San Francisco Bay area. People have that. Like most of us would be like two hours each way, four hours a day. That's insane, right? That's like, that's painful. But if you've done that for six months or a year, it just becomes part of your routine. And you, you lose track of how painful it is. So I think it, part of it is the pain and that's a huge motivator, but part of it can also be desire. We can be pulled forward by wanting something more. Well, yeah, well, we're, because we're, we're, humans, we're hedonistic by nature, right? We seek pleasure and avoid pain. The yeah. avoiding pain one is stronger as the marketing person yeah. can tell us on it that, is. right? But the seek pleasure is still a powerful source. Sorry. Well, I I, as a marketing person, I don't say avoid pain. I say you have to go through it. That, that's what I think makes me different. There are a lot of people that are like, no, you want to avoid that. You don't want to go through that. And it's like, no, you have to go through it. I think that's what, that's another piece of courage, right? Is you, in order to get to the other side, you have to go through it. You know, for me, it was, you know, I was here and I saw myself going there and it was scary. And as women, um, you know, society teaches us that we're supposed to be here. So when we see this, we want to get here. A lot of women do self-sabotage so that they stay there. And I saw where I wanted to be and I didn't shrink. I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm getting there, but I'm getting there. And I did. And I pushed through and I got there. And I remember what, like I had, um, I think I told Deborah this when we were talking on my podcast, I gave myself a weekend to melt down. And actually I called Annie and she's the one who <laughs> pulled me off the ledge. Cause it was like, oh my God, I'm scaling and I don't have the things in place. Um, and it was like the scariest thing. And the easiest thing would have been to say, I'm just going to stay right here. This is, this is okay. I don't have to do this, but you know, it was like, no, it's not okay. You know, I'm, I'm pushing through, I'm going to do it. And Monday morning I woke up, you know, and you know, that was when the, the rubber met the road and, you know, I just went, you know, full steam ahead. Um, and it's, it's scary, you know, when you're when you're when you're looking at something that seems so much bigger than you feel that you are at that time. It's very intimidating, um, and and you know we talk about fear, right? Like how courage, you know, that for me is is what it was. Was that I I saw something and I didn't know if I was ready to be there or not, but it was time to get there, and I just went. Whew, kind of like held my breath, pushed through and here we are on the other side. And it's a lot nicer on the other side, but you have to do it, right? You have to do yeah, it. And I'd love to add to that, you know, as a woman in tech, you know, I got a master's in engineering in the late eighties and I was often the only woman in the room and most people didn't want me in the room early on. And, you know, the courage was to not listen to their voices and to decide I do belong in the room. 
and I am valuable and I am smart and I might be the smartest one in this room and I'm not going to let them make me less than because whatever, you know, and it wasn't always like that. I worked with amazing people, but I did have instances of that. And it was the courage to not listen to them and to know what my skill set are, what my gifts were, what my value was and not letting it be defined by somebody else that for some reason was threatened that I was in the room. Right. I, the point that, that you all made, first of all, complete agreement. I think a, this podcast could also be called fear, but let's stick with courage because that's the more positive spin, which is way more on brand for me. And the other thing mm-hmm. that, that was mentioned by, by several of you is sometimes it's the voices in your head, but sometimes it's the voices outside of your head. And that's why I'm, I'm big. So Deb Method's all about foundation. To get what you want, you need to know what that is. And when you start with that, then you could, you know, realize, okay, maybe this awful situation isn't so comfortable after all. Or maybe status quo just isn't enough anymore. So whatever side of that spectrum you are on, sometimes you just need to take that break, take the breath, take the inventory and say, okay, now. It's time. And I also want to add that sometimes it's the outside voices that get in your head Mm -hmm. that become the inside voices, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to combat that as well and say, no, 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 no. Just, you know, out. You guys may have heard the the expression, Jim Rohn, I think said it and made it famous that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, And, you know, the outside voices made me think of that, that saying, because is if, you know, I'm going to go back to my commute example, right? If everybody that you're talking to is commuting two hours every day, then it's like, that's just normal in the people you're with, right? Until you meet this person who's like, oh yeah, I have a five minute commute. And you're like, you know, crazy. Is that pop that's possible? Um, and so being thoughtful about if you're going to like, if you're, so talk about foundations, right? Deb's talk about foundations and the Deb method, right? So you're going to set a goal. You're going to try to achieve the goal. Well, pay attention to the people around you. That's got to be a foundational element. Because if the people around you don't believe it's possible or they say, oh, you're never going to get there or they're casting doubt or dispersion on you and your goals, that's just going to make it way harder for you. Uh, so surround yourself. And sometimes you have to go find people who can support you in this. Um, I, I had to go find people who were coaches and were good at what they did and, and had this experience because I didn't have anyone like that in my circle. So you got to go find someone who's got that experience, surround yourself with them so that you can achieve your goals. Right. You know, I, I, I love it when people answer questions before I ask. Because <laughs> I was go- what I was going to ask was, what is that first step? And Rusty, that really sounds like a good first step is to look around you. And if you're not in that kind of encouraging environment, take steps to change that. Right. And well, and that's me- what I'm saying is that the, the voices, you know, for me, that was like a while ago, but that's what starts, you know, imposter syndrome where, you know, you're in the middle of doing something and you're kind of like, wait a minute, I'm doing, you know, do I, do I know what I'm doing? And, you know, for years, I think it was like that. And I think for me, everything changed, like I said, the last like year and a half and you're right. Surrounding yourself with the people that are doing the things that you want to do and also that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, for me, um, yeah, the found, you use foundation, I use clarity. Clarity is the foundation of the work I do with all my clients. But I think for me, for courage to be possible, first, there has to be the dream. And a lot of people are so caught up in the how that they don't give themselves permission to dream. And I give, I use the word permission a lot with my clients, and that's uh, one of the things I write about is giving yourself permission. So we need them to be able to live in the possible. What is the possible? I don't care about the path, right? We're going to, I don't care. We're just going to, we're going to dream. If I took away every limitation, physical, financial time, whatever that was, what is the dream? And that's one of the things that Rusty knows as a coach, we give them this safe place to be able to dream of what's possible. And then we can work the road backwards from there, right? But a lot of people have to give themselves permission to clear the clear the path and dream. And once you do that, um, then you then then the courage um, 
you know, is a byproduct of building that path to it. Yeah. Can I, can I add on a piece of that? Um, and sure. I think Allison here, we, we, we've got, we think very similarly, I can tell. <laughs> um, you asked Deb, what is the first step? And so, you know, Al, clearly a dream and I'm hundred percent on board with that, but what do you, what is the step you need to take in order to come up with a dream? Uh, because if I remember the days when I was uh, working at Apple and Apple's a great company, I was very happy working there and I could have stayed there for a long time, but I wanted to do something else. And I remember printing out my resume and looking at it and saying, what can I do? Like how can I leverage my experience to go to something else? And that question is not a good question to come up with a dream. Because as Allison was saying, you got to set aside all the constraints about what have you done before and what do you think is possible and how much money do you think you can make and what are people going to think? All of these constraints that we have in our head. So part of the dream is that safe environment. And so getting some space, uh, putting yourself in the right mindset. And so I would encourage you to find a podcast or a book. Um, I wrote a book. I don't know if there's had books, but, you know, read something talk to somebody, listen to a podcast, watch a video, whatever, but put yourself in that mindset that gives you the space to think creatively. And even that takes some courage. You're like, well, I don't have time to do that. And what's the point? It's just a you know, waste of time, right? There's, we all have this inner chatter that tends to keep us where we are. So it takes some courage and a willingness to say, this is important to me. Uh, this is my life and I'm going to do something with it. Right. And, you know, I'll add to that. I tell my clients and people like, well, you're a marketer, but I tell my clients, what's your why? Right. Like, why are you doing this? Um, And then what's your dream? Like, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? You know, do you see yourself working 80 hours a week still? Or do you see yourself, you know, retired or whatever on a beach or, you know, and I encourage them to do the same thing. And I find that probably 60 percent of the people that I talk to can't. They're like, oh, well, that, you know, that's not going to happen. It's like, no, no, no. But what, you know, I try to take the restraints off Allison that you do, right? Like if there were, were no obstacles at all and you could do whatever you wanted to do, what would it be? And to get them there is just like, sometimes it's like pulling teeth, but when they get there, it's almost like the heavens open up and the angels start singing because they're like, oh my God, this is possible. I'm like, yes, this is possible. And, you know, to add to that, my first session with my clients, we build a detailed value map. Your values are your North star. And when you live a life in alignment with your values, life works. Yep. It's courage to do that because yes. it compromises, right? And the value map is different. Like all three of all four of us might have a value of integrity, but what that means to each one of us. So we do these exercises and we we're building out this value map and they can really see how aligned or not aligned they are in their current life. And so then we start playing the and game because everybody likes to think, well, if I have this value or this value, and it's like, let's play in the and. My favorite words, a coach, one of them is and, right? And so what if they both existed? What would that look like? What if they were both true? And so for some of our clients, some come with the dream and some we have to give them the tools to help them learn how to dream again. It's a muscle they haven't exercised. And so building a value map and creating the ands in that, we start teaching them to start doing it, you know, um, and to give themselves permission to start thinking bigger. So it can be some come with a big goal. Others, you know, we're just we work with them iteratively. And as they release the shackles, whatever shackles that are holding them back, they're going to allow themselves to create that dream. A lot of uh, a lot of forward thinking and future thinking really starts with is it yet? Because a lot of people will be in these either harried work situations or personal situations. And they've been on that, that a hamster wheel for such a long time where they can't stop. And sometimes it's the stop, that long pause. Sometimes the pause is longer than others to be able to see that, that clarity to be able to move forward. Um, and I love your ma- value map. I, you know, I do everything with Deb, determine your mission, explore your options, brainstorm your path. Rusty, you have a philosophy as well, correct? I do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's 
Right. Well, it's actually tied to uh, this this idea of the title of my book is Breaking the Code. Uh, and it's based on this idea that we've all been programmed, right? We all have a set of beliefs about what's possible and our place in the world and so on. And if you want to reach a new level of success, you've got to break the code. You've got to break out of that, that old programming of who you've been. Uh, and set a goal for what it is that you actually want in the world rather than what you think is possible. So very much in line with everything we've talked, everyone's been talking about. Awesome. And Iris, what is your thinking in this philosophy realm? I mean, I feel, I kind of feel, you know, the way that Allison and, and Rusty feel it's, you know, I think that, um, you know, you, <laughs> I guess I kind of I could use myself as as an example. Um, you know, like you're talking about, um, you know, dreaming and and what what everything looks like without the without the um, obstructions. And you know, for me, it's what I'm doing. Um, and I guess my philosophy really, I, it, it's like don't. I just want to say, don't let life stop you. You know, life, I think a lot of times gets in the way. We're afraid that if we take a step, you know, let's say my wife has a wonderful, you know, income and, you know, I'm working at a job and I want to leave my job because I'm not happy where I am. So I'm doing what I'm doing, but people let life get in the way where, and I would talk to you guys about this. If you if you're living life a certain way and you see you see the golden key that you want to grab you know do you let these things stop you or do you push through and it goes back to courage i think right it's like we see these things that we want but we're afraid to go for them because we've had limitations put on us we've been told that this isn't this isn't how you succeed. You succeed, you go to school and you get a job at Apple and you stay at Apple and right. And it's comfortable. And, you know, Allison, you were in tech for, you know, 30 years and, you know, you could have stayed in tech and I was doing what I was doing. Um, but I think everybody gets to a point or people with the entrepreneurial spirit get to a point where we want to do something else, but it, it you know, life gets in the way. And, I think that just don't let life get in the way. You can push through it. You can make things work. The obstacles can actually, instead of becoming obstacles, they can actually be stepping stones. I don't let life get in the way. It's just such an, I don't, I'm called setting simplified. It sounds really easy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's obstacles. And I know that was a really long way of getting to where I wanted to go, but I just was trying to get clear on it. But when we have the obstacles, we can look at them as obstacles. We can look at them as walls or we can look at them as stairs, mm -hmm. right? So it's like steps to the next level. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. And life was going to get in the way, right? It's a matter of, you know, get support, get help. And I'll use you know, again, I almost died. I was in and out of the hospital for months. I had to learn to walk again and a lot of things, kept major setbacks. I have an amazing partner. He made, you know, um, the second day home with the walker, I threw out the walker and I said, a walker is not part of my story. Get rid of it. And I held on to him and he, you know, and I couldn't have physical therapy because it was COVID and I would have died at that point because of my vulnerability. And I had a great partner who, when I didn't want to do it, made me go do it. Uh, I wanted my dog home, didn't let me get my dog back until I could walk around the block by myself <laughs> as a, a motivation. You know, went back in the hospital multiple times, but I had a partner. I had a champion. I had somebody in my corner. I had a challenger. And I think this thing we do, especially as women, is we think we have to figure it all out ourselves. And we don't. We get to raise our hand and say, I need help. I need help defining it. I need help doing it. I need help getting accountability. I need help changing the narrative. And so courage, it takes courage to ask for help. You know, vulner, you know, this vulnerability of weakness was part of the culture that I was brought up with, right? And actually vulnerability takes courage to say, I need help. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. where I want to be. I might not know what where, where where it is that I want to go. 
So courage is just admitting. Courage is being honest with yourself. Well, yeah. when, when, I, when I scaled and I had my little meltdown and I realized that I needed help, I asked for it because I knew that I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get to that next level without help. And that was scary because, you know, you're sitting there going, okay, I can't do this alone. And I'm somebody, and my wife will tell you, I do everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, push through it all. So it was really hard to say, okay, I'm here and I have no idea what I need. I have no idea what I need to do. Can somebody help me? And they did. And those were the hardest words I think I've ever said in my life to these group of women. It was, it was daunting, but I had to do it or I wouldn't have gotten through. And again, it goes back to, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people, whether it is for support, encouragement, tactical advice, or just to celebrate the good things. So you keep moving forward. Um, I put in the chat, the Facebook group for Write On Online, which is my community for goal setting, productivity, but most importantly, community. And my favorite day of the week is Toot Your Horn Thursday because people do not celebrate their wins enough. And I think doing that is also something that, that helps to build up that courage. When you've got people saying, wow, that's so awesome, you get to like store that fuel and help move forward. So let's talk about that that power, the positivity, the the uplifting, the keeping the courage going cuz we we we're here, you're here, you're listening. You know that there's something that you want to change in your life. Great. Once we're on that path, how do we keep going? I think when you get through it, you know that you can do it, right? When you get through it the first time, Oh, that rhymed. I didn't mean that to rhyme. I, 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 was, gonna, I was wondering if we were having <laughs> you a, get a through it, you can do it. We'll make a song out of it. Um, um, but but once you not. get through that first time, right, I think it gives you that, okay, I did that. I can do this. And then the next time it's like, oh, I did those two things. I can do this. So I think it's just like this forward um, momentum that you have. Um, and it's also... I guess just belief in yourself. I think after a while, when you do stuff, you just start knowing that you can get it done and having a good support system. I'll, you know, I'll go back. I'll go back to that because, you know, going back to what Rusty said, surrounding yourself, you know, you're with the five people. Um, My tribe is amazing. Um, And so the people that I've surrounded myself with are my cheerleaders. They're like, okay, go, you got it now go to that next level. And we do the same for each other. So I think, I think there's a few, a few layers to it. I think the other piece of it is um, setting yourself up for success. And Mm -hmm. the way we don't do that is because we make these big audacious goals and we think it's like, we think we have to jump from floor zero to floor 10 without taking uh, the steps, you know, up the other flights. And if you can break things into smaller bites and then you can celebrate those bites along the way. You can do, like you said, Iris, which is build that muscle. Um, and so you really need to set yourself up for success. Is yes, it's a big goal and it's a long, might maybe a long road, but we get to celebrate every step. But there's this misperception out there that if I, it's like, it's like trying to lose 40 pounds. I can't celebrate that I lost five. Yes, you can. Right. Just because you haven't reached the big goal, you get to celebrate every every step of the way. It doesn't take away your commitment, your focus, your desire. But we need to give ourselves back to permission to celebrate along the way so that we can. And, and then to, and to also look in the mirror and say, I did that. But they have your own your own people around you that say, yes, you did that. Keep going. I love how you circle back to permission. <laughs> I want to just add, add into that. The, um, the we, we um, Iris was talking about this building confidence because you've done it before. Um, and I think that there's another level of confidence, which is uh, even if you haven't done the thing before that you're going to figure it out in some way. Right. And it doesn't even have to be you figuring it out, but you're right. You're resourceful. You're going to come up with a plan. You're going to be able to handle whatever it is that comes up. And that is a belief, not necessarily in your capabilities, as I've done this before and I've, you know, check, check, check. I've had this experience, but whatever it is that comes up, I'm resourceful and I'll be able to figure it out and it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Right. My wife calls me, my wife calls me the planner of plans. 
-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a planner of plans, but it's also just this broader understanding of like, I mean, unless we're talking about you know jumping off of a tall building and, and you know trying to land on your feet or something, like unless you're talking about a mortal, mortally dangerous act. Right. You know, the, and for the most part, we're not talking about those things, right? We're talking about changing careers. We're talking about going for promotion. We're talking, Iris, a great example of scaling your business. Like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right. It's these kinds of things. You're not going to die doing these things. Right. right. And so if you can build this ability that's like, okay, I'm going to land on my feet somehow. I don't really know how, I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's going to work out in some way and it's going to be okay. That to me is this, this kind of belief that somehow it's going to work out. And I will add on, I want to come back to this and I want to kind of piggyback on something that was brought up earlier, which is this idea of asking for help. Uh, and Allison, you said like, it's hard for women to ask for help. And like, men don't want to ask directions when they get lost. Right. You know, <laughs> I was stereotypical, we don't like to ask for help. Um, and so I don't think it's a gender thing. I think it's, you know, to, it's, it's, it's universal. And it's uh, hard to ask. Yeah, yeah, the willingness to ask for help or support or can I bounce something off of you? Or, you know, it's like, and having those people who believe in you and are going to tell you like, yeah, of course, you don't know how it's going to work out, but you're going to find, you, you'll figure it out. You're a smart, capable person. You're resourceful. It's going to work out. You know, having that sense of belief beyond the details, right? Beyond the, I can give you the plan on all the seven things that are going to happen and what's, you know, what the result is going to be. Even if you don't know the seven things, it's still going to work out. And that kind of belief it's uh, often is very well supported by the people around you. Right. You know, maybe think of two things before we had like the whole internet, when I would be scared of something, I would be like, well, what's the worst that they're going to happen? No one's going to put a billboard on times square that said Ellison tried and failed. Right. Now it'd be a viral tweet or whatever, or whatever viral X or whatever it is these days. Right. Um, and so you, you think about that. And the other thing for me, which you said that triggered is I was on another podcast and um, the title was a line. I said, I'll always bet on me. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I, I quit my job with no plan. I mean, I knew coaching was part of it, but I, my body, it was just done. I was done with that journey. And, um, uh, but I knew I'd be okay. And when I struggled, my mom's like, you can always go back and get a corporate job. I said, I'll drive an Uber, but I'm not going back. For <laughs> that. Right. And because I know I'll figure it out. And I, I, uh, it was having a discussion about something and a disagreement when I was healing and I just wanted to go get help, I didn't want help. And I just, we were, you know, whatever, we were having a little disagreement about it. And I was like, well, I'll just go home and figure it out. And it's like, well, how will you do that? Well, I'm Allison. I always figure it out. You know, it's that belief that I have that inside of me. And again, we all have that in one parts of our life. And then there's other parts of our lives that the, the, the fear shows up. Right. So it's not like you're universally brave all the time. It's that there are situations where I'll always bet on me. You know, jokingly, you know, Annie introduced just because of I shark dive. That doesn't take courage because I go with really smart people with plans that I've researched. And it's very coordinated, even though I dove with some of the most deadly types of sharks because we plan it. Right. So that doesn't take courage to me. Courage is really finding that thing inside of yourself that you didn't know was there that you need to find to be able to get forward. You know, now to somebody else, shark diving may take courage. Right. So we can't what what's what takes courage for us might not be for somebody else. Um, and for uh, and for what you know, what gets in our way is different for every person as well. I, I mean, I think um, you're right. I am that. not a I cannot personally see myself shark diving or budgie <laughs> jumping, but I did pack up my car and move across country. So, you know, courage is different for everybody in different stages of our lives. Um, I want to just call back to something you said a few minutes ago, Allison, you get to celebrate every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I think when, and, and I was speaking to um, a group last week, I was doing one of my, my Deb sessions and I said, what, what if you have trouble getting motivated to do things? And I said, well, think about it as you get to do the things. So get to celebrate get to take these steps toward having the life you want. When you think about it as a joy, a pleasure, that's another mindset, mind frame, mind frame thing to keep them to consider. Right. You get, you get to get to you that get to. level and you get to, that's really good. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I'd, I'll just get like, give you a simple example of that, which was uh, about a month ago. 
uh, I did a, a running race and it was the longest I've ever run in my life. It was 13 miles, a half marathon. I've never run that long before. And my son is a huge runner. And so on the way to the race, I'm talking about how fast I want to run and all that. And he's like, he basically talks me up to the next fastest group. So, you know, I plan to run with this group and now I'm running with this group, like hadn't planned for it, hadn't trained for it, any of that stuff. And so, you know, predictably halfway through the race, I'm like, okay, this is really hard, you know? And I, I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, well, I have two choices here. I can just sit here and say, just focus on how hard it is and go through the, like the mental struggle of why am I doing this? I don't need to run this fast. I can slow down. I, you know, it's like, I could do all that. Or I could just as you were saying earlier, I could just recognize, well, I get to do this and right. it doesn't make it easier. I'm not saying it'd be like the pain and the discomfort goes away. It doesn't, but the mental pain goes away because I'm not so honed in on, oh my God, this stinks. I'm just dying here. Instead, I'm focused on, okay, this is kind of cool. There's other people around me. There's someone who there's support. I passed someone who's cheering. They gave me a cup of water. Like there's a lot of things that I can recognize that are good. And by the way, I just ran seven miles at this faster pace. That's pretty good. Uh, so it's yeah, like where you're you're England for one of these, right? Gold strike. Totally. Yeah, yeah, but you can nice. give them to yourself. And I guess that's the point is, you know, it's like, it, it doesn't part. It's so much of it is the mental game more mm -hmm. than, more than what's actually going on. I remember the perspective that you take with you on things. That's something that I work on with my clients, right? Is you get to choose that perspective. It could be the pain perspective. It could be the opportunity perspective. It could be the excitement perspective. It could be, you know, impacting the world perspective. You get to choose the perspective that you want to go forward on and whatever is going to be best for you. It's not always, the good, you know, it could be the pain. Maybe you're motivated by pain. Maybe you're like, I want to conquer this pain, but we get to make intentional choices so permission and intentional choices are my big buzz things with my clients, right? And you get to make intentional choices and in that you made the intentional choice to celebrate what you were doing versus focus on the pain. And when we start making more intentional choices and how we look at things and how we respond to things, we don't need as much courage to, to move forward. So years ago, I we were singing, I'm, I'm a singer and we're singing at this benefit and there were 5,000 people there. And I didn't know there was going to be 5,000 people there. And the band didn't tell me there were going to be 5,000 people there because they knew I would freak out. So we're backstage and my bass player goes, huh, there's 5,000 people out there. And I went, what are you talking about? And I took a peek, you know, outside the curtain and I ran back into the green room and I threw up. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that's 5,000 people. And then it completely switched in my head. And I was like, that's 5,000 people that I'm going to be singing in front of. Holy crap. And it turned into this like really cool thing. Um, for me, it's, you know, if I get out in front of an audience, it's like getting through the first line. And I know that, you know, I have the audience and I'm comfortable. Um, it took two lines because it was like 5,000 people. Um, and I focused on the first, you know, three rows, but it was the most amazing thing because, you know, part of me was like, I can't do this. And if I wouldn't have done it, then I wouldn't have sang in front of 5,000 people. But I kind of like what you said, you know, I get to do this. And it was, it was amazing. One thing I want to make sure that we address, and, and you kind of leaned into this a little bit, Iris, is, is the personal aspect. We're talking a lot about courage in business, but let's face it, everything is intertwined. So do you each have a philosophy or a tip for people? Because sometimes it's easier to have courage in work than it is in making changes to your personal life. So thoughts, Rusty? Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, a couple of things come to mind, but uh, one that I'll share is oftentimes around uh, personal things, it, it, we tend to think of decisions as binary, like it's either this or that. And we tend to also think of them as absolute. Like once I've made this decision, there's no going back. Um, and those two things are oftentimes not true. Oftentimes there's a lot of ways to explore around the edges to kind of try to test something out. Uh, one of the philosophies that I've, I've talked about with people is if you've got a conversation to bring up or you're wanting to deepen a relationship with somebody, try the 10% rule, which is, you know, if you've got this much to talk about, carve out 10% of it and share that and see how it goes. 
And if it goes well, great, then you can you can increase that. You can share more of what it is that you want to talk about. But if it doesn't go well, then you know maybe that's not the right person or they're not the right situation to to um, ha- to have that conversation. So that's just a, a tool you can use around this idea of it's often not binary. It's often not this or that. But there's a lot of gray area and to see where you can kind of play around the edges and get to start to build some confidence around a, a decision or a direction. And it can be this and that. It doesn't have to be or. Yeah. My favorite word, and. And. (laughs) Yes, and. Uh, Yes, and. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me in the the personal, you know, it is, I coach the whole person. You know, I'm an executive coach. I'm a life coach. You know, I'm coaching the whole person. And how they show up in one aspect of their life is often uh, how they show up in all aspects of their life. And so you are looking for trends. Now, there might be certain things like I will take a backpack and go to a third world country by myself. But when I was single, walk up and talk to a cute guy would scare the heck out of me. Right. You know, so different situations, um, you know, we're, we're, you know are, are situational. But the, the person is a whole person. Um, you know, one of the best days of my career was when I realized I was trying to be a different person outside of work and inside of work because of this expectation of, of who I was supposed to be. And when I decided to be a unified person in all aspects of my life, I was much happier. So I, I don't know if, you know, encourage in your personal life, it's the same thing. What is the dream? What is the goal? What's in the way? Uh, what are the stories that you need to, to, to break through? And what are the steps? First step, who's supporting you? Who's your champion? Who's your challenger? Who's going to hold your hand and jump off the cliff with you, right? I mean, who's your ride or die? It, 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 it just, all you're doing is, is it's a, just you're moving it geographically from the office to personal, but we are a whole person. We are a whole person. I am, yeah. I'm completely with you because that's one of my things as well. I said it before, your personal life impacts your professional life. Your per- professional life impacts your personal life. And the more that you could be you in both, the better of a you you're going to be. Well, that's it. You, I think you just bring your authentic self into everything that you do. Um, and that can be scary. I told you I had a coach years ago, you guys are going to cringe, so get ready, who told me to be less me. <laughs> because I was too, you know, I was a New Yorker in Indiana and, you know, and I mean, I fired him eight months later, but. Um, it took eight months. <laughs> it took eight months because I'm in Indiana. And I was trying to make sales and I didn't want to go against the grain. So I thought maybe he was right. Maybe I'm a little too intense, maybe a little whatever. But then when I realized, you know, when I had time to think about it, I was getting clients, but I wasn't getting the right clients because when the real Iris came out, they were like, holy crap, who's that? So now, you know, I, I just show up authentic. Everybody knows, you know, who I am, you know, um, what my value, uh, my values are, um, do they align with my values? If they don't align my values, I don't work with them. If they don't align with my values, I'm not friends with them. So there's a whole thing there, but you know, you talk about, you know, fear in your personal life. I think we all come against different things. The scariest thing I ever did was propose to my wife. And it worked out. There you go. It worked out great. But those two seconds that I was waiting for her to say yes, because she waited on purpose, you know, (laughs) was probably the longest two seconds of my life. But, you know, I think we all face different challenges and I think it's how we face them. Right. I think it's, you know, do we look at them as challenges or do we look at them as opportunities? Because I think, you know, each challenge and also, you know, do we make mistakes or do we learn lessons? I think we learn lessons because if we learn from something that we've done, it's not a mistake. It's it's a lesson. So it's I think it's just being giving ourselves more grace and treating ourselves as we would our best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so this this is the point in the conversation where I would love for each of you to gift a goal to the audience. So what is something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow to get better <laughs> at, at having courage? It, I, it sounds like a really funny way to phrase it, but that's it, you know, to do what you need to do to be able to face the things that you need to face to get into that sphere of a better life. So Allison, you want to start us out with a goal? 
Sure. You know, I think for me, it's got to start with the dream, right? And it's got to start with sitting down someplace quiet and figuring out what is it you want, but it doesn't end there, right? It's not just what you want. Why? Why is it important to you, right? What will it mean to you, to your physical health, to your mental health, your financial health, your spiritual health? What would it mean to the people in your life? What would it mean to the world if you have even grander uh, goals, right? So just sit down and say, why Why is this goal important? And when the why becomes so powerful, it starts to pull. And so the courage is not as much of a fight. It becomes a little bit of a magnet. So to find some quiet spot and, and you know, give yourself permission to say, I'm just going to pretend that I don't have to, I don't have to figure it out. What's the dream? Why is it important to me, to my family, to my friends, to the world? And just be with that right now. That's where I would start. And again, the D is determine your mission for a reason. You know, it's not just about getting to this better life, which of course you want, but what is the impetus behind it? Because as you push yourself forward, as you help others, everybody wins. Everybody you know, gets to win, right? Well, yes, we all win when we all win. That's one of my things, right? I felt like I lived in a world in that in tech where it was like there was only room for one person on the mountaintop. And I'm like, yes, there's a plateau up there. I might get up there first, but I'm going to pull you all up there with me. And there's room for all of us to dance, to dance on the top. Um, you know, and, and my why I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I my journey would have been a lot easier if I had had, a, a, you know, somebody along for the ride. Um, I was it was. To celebrate with me, but also to call me out, right? And so my why is, I don't want anybody else to feel like I felt on that journey. And if I can take that away and make it uh, so they are in flow and not fight in their career, how lucky am I that I get to be a witness on that and on that journey with them? And so I'm very clear on that. And when I lose, when the business, I had to shut everything down when with my health and rebuild it. And you know, when you want to give up. I have to remind myself of that mission, right? When you don't, you're having a bad month and the leads aren't coming in or whatever that is, right? Or that thing you created fell flat or whatever that is, right? And you go back to your why and it's like, but these people out there, they need you. They need you to be yes. in their corner. They need you. And and that helps you find the courage to keep going. So the, the big why is, you know, um, and if you, for anybody out there, if you've never watched Simon Sinek's, uh, YouTube about why he wrote the book on finding your why. Uh, I highly recommend it because when you know your why, again, it creates a pull, and that pull is a great start. Absolutely. So, Iris, goal. I muted myself because the dogs were barking. Um, a goal for some. I mean, I think that kind of. Um, I'm going to go with Alice because I was going to say your why, you know, what is your why? Um, and, it, you know, is it. Okay. So what is your, what is your why? How do you want to set that goal for yourself? And instead of making it, I'm going to challenge somebody, right. Instead of making it so big, like we said earlier, do it in little chunks, set your goal, look at it. But instead of making it so intimidating to yourself, you know, just just like, how do you eat a really big steak one bite at a time? Right. Or an elephant, depending on. I didn't want to say elephant. I love animals. I did that on purpose, Deb, you know, you you missed the cue, but yeah. Although a steak is technically an animal. It's a cook. Okay. Well, I (laughs) did not want to correct you when you said, Elephants are an animal. Eat a steak. Yeah, way I know. It's I try to separate it, you know. But anyway, that's another story. But Um, no elephants were harmed in the process. No elephants. A couple of cows might have been. Sorry. So um, you know, the, the word that comes to mind is everybody's favorite word since the pandemic, which is Zoom. Uh, but not Zoom in the like talking to someone else standpoint, but Zoom out. Uh, you know, I'm so let's go back to this, this running example I gave earlier. It's so easy to zoom in on the problems and the difficulties and the obstacles and the barriers. And you know, Allison was talking about perspective and zooming out is just a shift in perspective. 
because we all tend to get very focused on what's going on in our life in this moment, uh, right? In this day and this stressful meeting that I've got with my boss or, you know, whatever it is. And zoom out because zooming out really gives you the ability to make a decision based on a much broader perspective, right? How important is what's going on right this moment in the context of this year, or in the context of this phase of my life, right? I was talking to someone earlier who has two young kids and is working. It's like, well, that's a phase of your life. And I'm in a different phase of my life as my son is about to go off to college. So that's a different phase. Um, you know, so everyone's in different phases of life. So zoom way out. And when I'm talking about zooming out, zoom way out, right? Because as you start to understand what's going on in this phase of my life, in my career as a whole, what's important to me? What do I want to accomplish? What would be a successful, meaningful career? What will be a successful and meaningful life? So zooming out in that way really helps to lower the stakes. It helps you to understand, well, what's happening in this very moment is just part of something that's much bigger that's going on in your life as a whole. And it can just help if that can help that change in perspective can help give you the courage or reduce the the fears that are standing in your way. Awesome. Love it. So we want to take some time to dream. We want to figure out the why, and we want to step way back to look at the, the big picture to see what is actually possible. And let's face it, most things are. What is that quote? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford, so, yeah. Right? So why not be right? What a wonderful conversation on courage. Friends, where can people learn more about you? Allison? Well, the best way to, to uh, learn about me is actually my LinkedIn because I put content out there. I post a, a biweekly newsletter called uh, What's Next, Pivot or Promotion, uh, which I help a lot of people figure out what's next in their career, whether they've hit this plateau and ready to change or they want to get uh, promoted. I've created, I have, I'm the uh, creator of the Executive Promotion Readiness Assessment. So if you want to get to the VP, EVP, or C-suite, uh, you go to idaretobepromoted.com with the number two, and you can uh, look at where your skills are for that. So LinkedIn, uh, uh, subscribe to my newsletter, or if you're if a promotion's in your in your future in the next year or two, idaretobepromoted.com. Excellent. And all of the links and your LinkedIn profiles will be in the recap at thedevmethod.com slash blog. Rusty, where can people learn more about you? Uh, the two easiest ways are my website is rustygaylor.com and also on LinkedIn. Like Allison, I'm on LinkedIn regularly, post a lot of content there and love to connect with people. So if you connect with me, mention that you saw me here because I get a lot of connection requests and a lot of them are spam and I don't want you to be one of those guys who just gets rejected. <laughs> awesome. Love it. And Iris, where can people learn more about you? Oh, a couple of places. So LinkedIn as well. Um, and same thing uh, that Rusty said, uh, if you're going to connect with me there, let them let me know that you could found me here because yeah, we all get a lot of spam. Uh, my website, gastovecreative.com. And I have a podcast, um, gastovecreative.com presents the cookbook recipes for business and marketing success. Um, so you can check me out all the places. Excellent. And again, I am at the Deb Method everywhere. And you can go to thedebmethod.com slash blog for the recaps and the links to this and all the previous shows. And I am live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And every Thursday, new episodes, and yes, it is the audio version of this, um, are on the Deb Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So subscribe at your favorite place to get your podcasts. And you can learn more about me at thedebmethod.com. Well, what a fun, wonderful, encouraging. See, I, one thing, I, first of all, well, I love lots of things about my show, but one is to bring people together who have either never met or don't know each other and maybe in a similar space, but to have this kind of spirited, encouraging conversation. Uh, let's face it, courage is a serious topic. And I just love that we were able to approach it with with such encouragement and fun because it goes back to, you know, you get to do the things you get to live the life you want might as well enjoy it. So before we wrap friends, I'd love for you all to, to just leave everybody with, with one thing. So if people get one thing from this conversation, what do you want that to be? Um, Allison. 
What would change in your life if you gave yourself permission to have what you want? Love it. And Rusty. Feeling nervous or afraid is not a bad sign. It's a sign that you're going in a good direction. So go for it. Ooh, being nervous or afraid is good. Embrace it. And Iris. I'm going to say, if you want it, just do it. Get through it and do it. Get through it and do it. Because it really, it, it starts with a choice, right? You're here, you're watching, or you're listening because you know that something that you want something to change. Well, we're giving you permission. You don't need, well, you need to give it to yourself, but you don't need to because we all did, right? But this is the point. It is your life. It is your choice. So thank you all, my wonderful guests, Rusty, Allison, and Iris. And thank you all for tuning in. Go on out there, go for it, have that courage because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.